Hello and welcome to the second uh, actual podcast episode. Uh, I'm Jeff Macalino, as you can probably figure. First thing I want to do is apologize. Well, I don't want to apologize. I want to. I want to talk about shifting from YouTube to here. And uh, frankly, I discovered when I was having to uh, edit my Yatloff Pass uh, incident uh, video that the video was oppressive. Plus, and I mean oppressive as in, I can't imagine how miserable it would have been if you actually tried to view it. Like, watch the whole thing on a 70-inch TV. Uh, in 4K and just see my face get drunker and drunker and it's not a looker to begin with. Um, Yeah, editing that really made me realize YouTube might not be the best way to go. Not to mention, and I finally got some feedback, which I've been asking for for so long and getting so little of it. Uh, it, it, It's that... YouTube is not convenient for people, and I should have known this because I have actually made this complaint twice in the past to friends who have started a YouTube podcast, and I said, well, I can't listen to you in the car. I can't listen to you in my earphones while I work because I need video to stream, and if anything happens to your phone while you're watching YouTube, it it's all dead. So now I'm on, uh, I'm on almost everything. I don't think I'm on Apple yet, um, but I am on the, the, the big ones, uh, mainly Spotify, which is, again, I, I listen to Spotify while I work all day. You can literally make phone calls from your cell phone, and once you hang up, Spotify continues to play, so... Uh, hopefully this is better, uh, and hopefully, you know, everyone feels better about giving me some uh, feedback, positive or negative, because a couple of people pointed out how difficult it was to listen slash watch one hour thing. So YouTube's pretty much, in my eyes, going to be a dead thing to me, unless I just happen to have a funny video idea or concept, so... I'm not saying to uh, unsubscribe, uh, but don't expect much there from me unless I... Uh, what I'll probably do is maybe if I have some good stand-up stuff, maybe I'll uh, post that on there and use... use that. That's mostly what I would expect unless I get another lettuce chalupa from Taco Bell that uh, I need to... Uh, video for evidence to get a refund from Uber Eats. So moving on, uh, I had, I had an incident that was one of the funniest things I've ever been through in my life. And it's hard to describe in, in, in podcast, but I was picking my children up from Sunday school, driving home at a stoplight. You know, the traffic going the opposite ways gets to go. And there were six motorcycles, and these are loud. I don't know the terminology, if they're choppers or whatever. These are big, loud bikes. And they're older 50s. They're all big, dude. Like a, 
a small biker gang is what the what it looks like. They get the green light. I still have the red light because they have the left turn arrow, and they all drive past, and my window's down, and those bikes just oppressively, obnoxiously loud. Pisses me off, to be honest with you. Like, I... I I don't know. I don't know enough about bikes to know whether it's necessity or just like, you know, a pissing match. But these bikes drive by and and, and I go a little more deaf because of the noise. And, and then I hear, guys, guys. And I look and there's one bike who was the last motorcycle in the squad of six and his bike wouldn't go. He was sitting there trying to make it go, and he wouldn't. He was screaming, trying to wave him down, but those other five dudes were gone. <laughs> so my light turns green, and I start driving past him. I hear him screaming, God damn it! Fuck! And he's waddling with his legs on the side of the bike, trying to move his bike out of the, out of the middle of the road. And my window's down, as I mentioned, and I am belly laughing at this point barely able to keep my car straight and the 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 motorcycle dude looks right at me he sees me laughing hysterically and not that he could do anything about it obviously this was one time i could easily stand up to a biker gang dude he just put his head down and started laughing himself at at the humor so one thing i learned well, I'll probably never ride a motorcycle, is never ride in the back of a motorcycle pack. And uh, I I, uh, I talked to my, my soon-to-be brother-in-law about about this, and I think maybe there's a joke premise here, too, uh, or a, a metaphor. I'm working on it a little bit, so. But I was going to, I was going to shoot this earlier before I even had shoot this see I'm I'm I was going to record this earlier before I even had a drink but I was doing my dishwasher and I didn't feel like going away from my TV so I had to delay it so I've had a couple drinks but I would not class my classify yeah my words are saying other things than I mean so I'm going to take a quick break word from potential sponsor and we'll be right back And welcome back. So I thought I would go ahead with my recommendation. Uh, and my recommendation this week is for a book. I've read two fiction novels, I believe, in the past decade. And maybe two decades at this point. Uh, but I'm going to recommend Running the Light by Sam Talent. It is a fictional road comic, stand-up comedian, uh, and follows basically just a week in his life. And Sam Talent is a very funny comedian uh, himself. And I have a hard time with books. I don't have the attention. And to be honest, I have the same problem with TV shows. I'm great at binge-watching something. 
if I take a break from it, I can never get back to it. So that's my problem with books is a lot of times I'll read a few chapters, be intrigued, and for whatever reason won't pick it up again for a week. I'll pick it up again in a week, kind of look at a few words and say, eh, I'm done with this. So this was one of the rare books that actually kept my attention. I read it in just a, a, a few days. Tremendous book. I have my signed copy. You can go to samtalent.com. Talent with two L's, T-A-L-L-E-N-T, if you want to get yours. And it's highly recommended. It really kind of summarizes the, the, the life of a road comic and makes me very thankful that I didn't want to go into comedy at a younger age, like before I had children, because I would have died very quickly living the life of a road comic. I'm realistic. I know I have my vices, and I would have very easily been uh, Billy Ray Schaefer is the name of this fictional comic. I very easily could have been him if things turned out differently. So I'm glad I'm not even capable of being a road comic uh, anytime, <laughs> basically, in my life. Thanks to my children. So I've often said they've saved my saved my life. Uh, one thing I'm seeing a lot of, I, 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 driving me insane today. I saw so much of this on Twitter and, uh, I'm dealing with my own, uh, but it's taxes and I'm not going to talk about taxes. I'm talking about the tax refund, filing your taxes. And so many people talk about tax refunds, like it's money owed to them by the government. Well, technically... It's money you lent to the government interest-free. You should have been receiving that money. They taxed your paychecks more. So now you're getting a refund from them, which you should have been receiving throughout the year in your paychecks. Now, let me say this. I hate people who say that because I intentionally make them overtax me because I would rather get a couple thousand dollars at this time of the year, as uh, I just call it a bonus, basically. Why? Because if I got the the extra, you know, hundred dollars a paycheck, whatever it might be, I would just have spent it. I will do more with getting a lump sum payment. I know I gave my money interest free to the government, but in my pocket, it probably would have just gone to buy things that. I didn't need when I get a a bigger check, basically an extra paycheck. I'm a little smarter with it. I use some to pay off my debt, and then I use some for vacation or a big purchase or whatever. Vacation probably out of the picture again. I don't know. We'll we'll see. COVID's kind of uh, fucked everything up for everyone. I, this was supposed to be the year I was supposed to be taking the kids on a Disney cruise, but I don't. I honestly don't even know if cruises are running. I really want to go on a cruise again. <laughs> I love cruises. Seem to have a a very conflicted thing about them, but you know, I'm. A, I guess maybe I'm an easy easy guy. Like I, I'm happy. Just you give me free food uh, and alcohol. I. I you know, 
I, I've heard they've got really good drink packages now, so I can find amusement on a boat. There's comedy shows, magic shows, casinos. Goodness, I don't know how anyone can't love a cruise. I don't get seasick, so maybe that's the one variable, is if you get seasick, I can see why you wouldn't like a cruise, maybe, but... Anyways, I it, it's... It kind of disgusts me if you think about the whole tax, income tax process, is the government with their thoroughly complex tax code has created a multi-billion dollar industry. There's nobody who can sit down and just factor their taxes. You need to buy a program to and and type in all the numbers, basically to, you know, do your own homework to figure out how much taxes you owe, or you have to hire an accountant or a H&R block, a firm, to, to do it for you. That's... Does anyone else think that's fucking weird? Shouldn't... First of all, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to neglect that I oppose income tax to begin with. I'm going to ignore that factor and say I'm fine with it. Shouldn't you be able to easily calculate your income tax? And frankly, shouldn't you easily be able to just have it taken from your check from the jump? Not where you have to do all the math uh, by April 15th of the following year to figure out who owes who money. How? What kind of... Like, if you want to see what the problem is in this country... That's a good place to start. It's not whether taxes are high or they're low or what corporations pay or anything. It's that you can manipulate tax law to benefit you. So who do you think manipulates the tax law to benefit them? The people who have the power already. There's a fucking alpaca provision. I don't know if that's a state thing or a federal thing. But I remember John Stossel talking about if you own an alpaca farm, you get you get a big tax break. In in New York, if you got a golf cart or something, you got a huge tax cut tax rate off. All this stuff is garbage. Like if you're going to tax people's income, it should be across the board taxed income. Not where you have to then spend money at the end of the year to figure out whether you have to give the government more money. Luckily, again, I always know, I always play a conservative because I know I am personally irresponsible with money. If I have extra money, I spend it. So I always like getting the little bit extra. I, I always budget to assure or, or, or file in a way to assure that I'm going to get a couple grand back from the government. And yes, that's money they owe me. But if I misfile and I owe them money, they didn't cheat me. I misfiled. That's the other thing that drives me crazy is people like, oh, they're screwing me this year. I'm only getting a couple hundred bucks back. Well, that that's what you owed in taxes. The tax goes so convoluted, you can't figure it out because nobody can figure it out. I'm pretty sure that the fucking accountants you hire and the H&R Block people also use TurboTax. Luckily, I've just used my dad my entire life to handle my taxes. And the one year I had to pay taxes, 
I said, yeah, fuck them. I'm going to put money in an IRA to, 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 to avoid writing a check. And ever since then, I've said, well, I, I spend all the money he gets in my hands. Let's go ahead and just let him have it up front. And I'll deal with it. I'll, I'll, I'll take the money on the back end. I don't need it up front. You know, not, not when it's only a few months delay. Because, again, 100 extra bucks a month in my pocket is, is I guess, 200 or 300 bucks a month extra in my pocket. Just going to find a way to blow it on booze or something else. So, might as well take it as a lump sum because there's a better chance I'll use it to pay off my mortgage, my other credit card debts, things like that. Ugh. I, I even saw on Twitter, and I wish I, I, I put the guy's name down. So I credit, but he he had his identity stolen, and someone filed taxes on his behalf, and he has to wait six months to file by mail to get his refund. Now, two things. First of all, again, your refund—that's not like a paycheck. That's money that you know you you misfiled initially. Maybe the other thing is the IRS is so decrepit and terrible. They run things so awfully, and and people are just willing to allow them to have so much power over people. I don't get it. I never will. Everyone talks about how they hate government. Sometimes it's depending on who's in office. Most of the time, it's depending on who's in office. And then they're willing to just bend over and give the government as much power as they want at all times. It's it's gross. Income tax, again, even if I didn't oppose income tax on principle, the fact that it is so complex and complicated should wake you up to understand the whole system. It's not designed to help you. It's not designed to help me not designed to help many people. It's designed to help the Bushes, the Clintons, the Bill Gates of the world. Come on. People can people can, who can hire the best lobbyists and the best tax attorneys, those are the people who benefit from the tax code. Nobody else except for those tax attorneys and lobbyists, I suppose. I think I did a good job keeping that from getting too political. I don't want to be overtly political, and I'm not a Republican or a Democrat, just to make that clear, but I just want to keep this light. So I think I failed right there, but eh, you got to deal with it. So, to lighten the mood, does anyone else feel like they have to pretend they like dogs or are concerned about dogs' well-being just because people will think think you're a terrible person otherwise <laughs> I'm going to get cancelled uh, even though I'm only talking to friends and family and maybe a few random Twitter Twitter followers at this point but I don't like dogs I don't care for dogs I, I to me they're like if you had a child who was ugly and hairy and never learn to potty train or speak I don't get it and lick you like if my kids licked me I'd I'd fucking hit them in the head with a hammer for crying out loud well no I'm kidding of course but 
I don't understand dogs. I don't. I, I guess I just don't understand the appeal. And I'm a single guy. I'm a single guy. I'm probably going to live the rest of my life as a single guy. I've got two kids half the time, and honestly, I'm I'm ten years. I'm less than ten years away from the youngest one move. Well, he'll be eighteen. He might not move out, but <laughs> you know, I, I I just don't get get the appeal of of a dog. Now, maybe I, me ha- being allergic to dogs has something to do with it, but they also, they're also generally stupid. And they, when they're good, they like sneak jump on you out of the blue. Like, I, the whole thing, it, it, almost anyone I know who owns a dog has to put a shock collar on their dog. And a lot of them refer to themselves as doggy moms or doggy dads or whatever the hell. That annoys me too, by the way. But I, if I even thought for a second to put a shock collar on my children, I, I that would I would shoot myself in the head if I did something so torturous. Now I know it's necessary for dogs. I'm not blaming, but it is necessary for dogs. You're not wrong. You should get a shock collar on your dog. And Chase, this is not directed at you and Bravo at all, by the way. Uh, completely independent of Bravo. This is directed at other people. <laughs> and I, I promise you that. So, I, I I just... I don't get... It's not... Is it worth the hassle? I don't, I don't get it. They're expensive. They shit. You, you have to pick up their shit. Like, even if my kid shits, I I don't have to pick it up. I can just throw their pants out. Like, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I just don't get it. So tell me why I'm wrong about dogs. <laughs> tell me, tell me what a heartless fool I am. But the only, the thing that bothers me is I realized this today is, as someone was, I was consoling someone about their dog having surgery. It's that. I, I I couldn't care less, and generally in my life, and I just argued with my mother about this, <laughs> it's that I'm a genuine person. I'm going to be me. I'm finally to the point where I don't care if you like me or you dislike me. I'm going to be honest to myself. But when dogs are involved, I always have to pretend that I care. And I'm not saying I don't care. I feel bad if you feel bad. I have empathy. But I, I at the same time, I don't give a shit about your dog. I, I feel like some dogs are just cute enough that they somehow avoided being food for us. <laughs> like, and maybe they don't taste good or something. Otherwise, I... I don't understand what differentiates them from other animals. They got a good sense of smell. I mean, they, I I don't I don't know that that's a a real. I don't know. I'm missing something with dogs. There's a reason, and I assume again that they were bred to be smaller and cuter. Same as same as cats. You know, we for some reason. 
or uh, or maybe their meat's just so tough that we decided they'd be our hunting buddies and say there's got to be some scientific I would love to hear the scientific reason why dog became man's best friend and cats became sad men's best friend and sad single women's best friend <laughs> I would I would love to hear the explanation for that cuz I'm sure there is a scientific one and I have a feeling it it has to do with the fact that they help us kill more food than benefit we would have from eating them. Because, by the way, humans are animals too. So, so I hope PETA listens to this. <laughs> um, all right, well, I should probably wrap up for the night. Um, look, you can... Give me feedback. I would greatly appreciate it. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. If you or anyone you know think you'd make a good guest, and by guest, I can interview you or we can just co-host the podcast together. Have fun with me. We can have a conversation. Uh, You know, it doesn't need to be anything fancy. You don't have to sell anything. I think... I would do a lot better with someone uh, calling me out on my bullshit, to be honest. So, you know, let me know if you or anyone else that we know. Again, I realize I'm most speaking to friends and family right now. So, uh, it, and, and if you've stumbled upon me, because I have not advertised this except for posting the link on Twitter and texting literally less than 10 people. Uh, you know, if, if you have any ideas, please let me know. Again, most of you can text me or call me. If you can't, you can reach out to me at saintjmac at gmail.com. S-A-I-N-T-J-M-A-C at gmail.com. Or at saintjmac, it's spelled the same way, on Twitter. Uh, also, if... I'm not sure how you're following me, but I've got a whole host of podcasts. If Spotify is not your thing and I sent you a Spotify link, uh, you can go to anchor.fm slash Jeff Macolino. That's my name. And you can get your other podcasting options listed there. So I'm going to bid you adieu. Peace.